Put your hands together, take your seat. I'll do part two of where I started last week on pursuing personal growth. And we have Luke chapter 1, verse 80. Luke chapter 2, verse 40. Luke chapter 2, verse 52. We have the scriptures. We read them last week. Our sitting arrangement is so good today. I can't believe it. Let's as everybody came to see where they want to sit. All right, so Luke chapter 1, verse 80. So the child grew and became strong in the spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation. So you need to grow up as a person. God will keep you somewhere before he will expose you. God in his wisdom does not expose babies. He does not expose people prematurely. But you can jump out of God's hands and destroy yourself. We call it premature exposure. Another term in time is premature ejaculation. You are not due, but you have arrived. Alright, so God in his wisdom will keep you somewhere, either as an apprentice or as a student, before he exposes you. And that is why God's time of your manifestation is what we have to believe God for, and not the time we feel we must manifest. There are days God will keep you under some, but even though you are ripe, or in your mind you are ripe, but in God's program you are not ripe. And just because you think you can do what somebody does, doesn't mean you are ripe. It's very easy to sit and criticize somebody ahead of you, think you can do more than they are doing until you wear their shoes. A certain people insulted a certain government in a certain country and called them names. Until the citizens of that country voted for them to power to see whether it was easy or not. And after some years, the conclusion has been that the people they insulted were far better than those. <laughs> so it's very easy to think you can do it when God knows you can do it. So it is in your interest for God to hide you for some time till you are mature. When God is hiding you, he's not wasting your time. He's preventing you from being disgraced. So we should be patient. Even Jesus was not exposed to the public because he was the Messiah. It took him 30 years of intense preparation for three or three and a half years of ministry. So we need to grow up. Then in Luke chapter 2 verse 40. We have the same thing there. Luke 2 40. So the child grew and became strong in spirit. Filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him. So whilst you are in the hideout. You need to pray. One for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> number two. You need to pray constantly for God's wisdom. And number four. You must pray for the grace of God. So if you are here and nobody seems to be celebrating. You don't worry. Pray that the Holy Ghost will come upon you. Pray that you grow in wisdom. And pray that you grow in grace. And at the right time, God knows what to do with you when you are truly due. Dr. Mas Moro said, A mango tree will bear fruits in the forest and ripe. And it is eaters who go to look for the mangoes. It's not the mangoes that come looking for eaters. So when a person is truly ripe, people will look for you to eat you. And so take your time. And build muscles. Take your time and develop yourself. Don't be in a hurry to become anything. You are not in competition with anybody. You came alone, you will go alone. So run your race in your lane according to your abilities and gracefulness. Run your race in your lane, not in your pastor's lane. I can't run the Tutabas race. He's my leader, but I'm running my race in my lane according to my abilities. So you don't run your race comparing yourself to others. You run your race. So last week we said we need to pursue 
And we said the word pursue means to follow or chase. You need to chase after personal growth. So we said, we gave a lot of definitions to what personal growth is. Number one, personal growth means Godward development or progress. So you need to push further into God. You need to get closer to God. Everything you are going to become shall be by the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am, not by my learning, but by the grace of God. So getting closer to God is the most advantageous advantage. Getting closer to God is the most advantageous advantage. So it is in your interest to get closer to God. That's why your relationship with God, there should be a jealous relationship you have with God and nothing comes there. Because what I am today, or where I've gotten to, is by the grace of God. Very, very important. So we call it Godward development or progress. We said um, personal growth also means self-improvement or self-development. We said it means character building. We also said it means genuine preparation for the future. You always have to ask yourself whether you are preparing for the future or you are just wishing the future. You have to prepare for the future. You don't wish a future. I, it, Dr. Miles Moro healed me. When I came from my village, my pastor made me understand that God has built a future waiting for everybody. Until I sat under Dr. Miles Moro in 2002 and he said, your future is in you. He said, you are the architect of your future. There's no future God has bred for any man. Every man is the builder of his future. So as you sit here, there's no future God has for you. You must build your future because today is yesterday's future. And where you are today was all you saw yesterday. What you have become was what you chose to become. And what you become tomorrow, God only gives grace in accordance with your preparation or the continuous you gather. The rains will come upon both the godly and the ungodly. But the amount of water you have in your house is not based on the rain. It's based on the continents you gathered. Are you in church? So if you don't build muscles, you don't develop yourself for anything, you will see people overtake it like you are driving a car. I mean, uh, the last time I went to the village with Land Cruiser, you see the car overtaking other cars. Every other car is a car. But capacity-wise, some cars are more luxurious and stronger. Than them. And the cars that are stronger overtake the weaker ones. So in life, those who prepare are those who own the future. The future are for those who prepare today for it. All age does not bring anybody a good future. That's why there are people who have grown in their 60s and without humility, they are hopeless. And you meet someone who is 31 years and has built a better future than the old man. Because old age does not guarantee prosperity. Minya it's not true. You can still maintain the state you are. Please, this, I take this thing from me seriously because these are the deceptions many Christians have held on. It doesn't happen that way. You must make all your effects happen. You are the cause of all your effects. You are the cause of all your effects. I speak the way I speak because of the investment I've put into myself. I don't speak the way I speak because I'm a pastor, because there are pastors who are not fluent. Am I making sense? Good. So, we said, number six, personal growth is attitudinal changes for altitude realization. Dr. Thomas Moreau said they were born into a small room, but he's the only one who is known globally. And he asked me, asking God, what is about me? God never answered until he came to a conference in England, in a hotel, the Lord stepped into his room and said, 
Today I will answer the questions we have asked over 10 years. The difference between you and your siblings is simply attitude. Attitude is your responses to events of life. That's why we call attitude. So, if you don't work on your attitude, you remain where you are. Pastors will continue to declare new things. But your reality remains your reality until your attitude changes according to the themes declared. Mm-hmm. Number two, eh? number seven, we say breaking bad habits. Dr. Mike Mudok has said, a prophecy does not give anybody your future. What gives people their future is their habits. Habits is what you continually do. Sometimes even when you are not conscious, you just do them. I wake up at six. I eat three times a day. They are habits. I go roaming, roaming, roaming everywhere and come back home in the evening. And come and yawn and sleep. We call it habits. So if you want to mature, you must break certain habits. It's believed that the normal means, human being should sleep six hours. And if you do six hours at night, it doesn't affect your health. But some researches I have done have shown me that really successful people do four hours a night. They sleep at 12 and by four they are up. People who sleep from 8 to 8 have no future. Even if Jesus were the preacher of their church, they are going nowhere. Because you cannot do 8 to 8 a night and expect to be successful. Somebody asked Dr. David Oedipo, do you drink coffee? Uh, he said, I, sometimes I do 16 hours. And somebody asked him, what keeps you awake? Why don't you drink coffee? He said, what keeps great men awake? It's responsibility, not coffee. Do you understand it? Yeah, responsibility. It's not coffee. So you must put yourself under pressure. I sleep at a certain time. If nobody supervises me here. But I supervise myself to make sure when I come to the office, I go out most of the time in the afternoon before I sit, I move from my chair and walk around and go back and sit. There's no Dr. Tabel here. There's no Pastor Morris here. But I have made myself a supervisor because what I'm looking for in life. So you must make yourself your supervisor and your CEO based on what you are looking for. So I don't care what other pastors do. People can say, ah, pastor, you're always in the office. I say, yes. But there are pastors who don't go to office. They wake up in the morning, go to Ashimata Forest. The Lord bless them. Pray the whole day and come back. And I thank God for their lives. All right. Then we said, personal maturity also means overcoming your weaknesses. The human being is an amalgamation. It's a big word, but it's a collection of strength and weaknesses. Every human being, you see, only Jesus did not have weaknesses. The reason is this, a sperm did not fertilize the mother. It was the Holy Ghost that came over the mother and she took a holy seed. So the human blood is not in Jesus. And that's why he never had weaknesses. But everybody that was born post-Adam was born with issues. Your father is in you. Your grandfather is in you. Your mother is in you. Now, so what people do is you must be an effective manager of your weaknesses so they don't grow to choke your strength. Does it make sense? So know your weaknesses. If you want to grow, what is your weakness? You must know it. If you don't know your weakness, look at your father. Look at your mother. You can see some weaknesses in them because it is the reason they are where they are. So you manage your weaknesses. That's why you can meet somebody very nice. Oh, the man is such a good man. So you may have 95% positives. 
But one minus that he has not managed well, Meanwhile, he has bought a car for the same year. He has taken the same year to America. But the fact that Otabroni Yiri negates all the other good things he has done. Because he should have been a better manager of that weakness. So he doesn't erode or corrode the strength he has. So if you want to be a mature person, be a good manager of your weakness. Otherwise, it will, it will disgrace you. Look at the number of good candidates the point does in Ghana. He's a philanthropist. But there's something they say about him. He's, he, he's not able to effectively manage his anger. So when he's angry, he says things that reduces him. Am I right? Yeah. And there are people like that. Very good people. Then you see them saying things. And then all the good you have done. Oh. So if you want to be a mature person, pursue growth, you must be able to develop or control your weakness. Hey, today my goggles is making this difficulty here. Alright? And then we said it also means mental development. You must be interested in your mental food than your stomach food. Dr. Mike Modok has said, don't drive a car whose engine is stronger than your brain. <laughs> so they're human beings whose car's engine are stronger because every three months they go and change the engine oil. They do all the check. But ever since they left school, the old information in their head has not been renewed. You are driving a brand new car, but you have an ancient memory. So you need to have a brand new mind. Please, it's very important. Nobody is better than his mind. Every human being operates at the level of his mind. In fact, I'll let you Dr. Sandia Jelaja. He said, on earth, the mind is important than the spirit. A very controversial statement, but it's true. He said, on this planet, those who have grown their minds are those who are leading the world, not those who have grown their spirit. Those who have grown their spirit are best in churches as pastors. But those who have grown their mind are the scientists who are discovering all the great things being discovered. Then he says something that I love. He said, when God is looking for people to give them ideas, he leaves the church and go to the laboratories. Because the church people pray and pray and pray. Apart from that, they don't use anything again. It's, it's so sad. So he goes to the laboratories where people can take those ideas. Because this is somebody's idea. This is somebody's idea. This is somebody's idea. Everything here is somebody's idea. This organ is somebody's idea. Prayer warriors don't produce this. And in countries where there are more prayer warriors, such things are not manufactured today. It's in countries where there are mental warriors that such things are manufactured. See, today I was happy that the number of someone, was it, is that the name of that lady, has gotten a scholarship study at Harvard. He will never be the same again. But the time you sit in, that, in those lecture halls, the type of people you meet, the way you think, you see that Ghana we don't think at all. See, so please take your time and grow your mind. Then we said social maturity. You must be able to work with every human being. They don't have to be your friends or in departments in this church. Maybe anyway in Casa. Look, in this life, it's believed that those who grow you are those who don't like you. Your friends are best clap for you even if you have gotten zero. You see, if you watch a choir, even the day they don't sing, we say clap for them. Because it has become informality. But if Christ's temple will clap for them, then it must come from people whose marking scheme is higher than ours. 
And most of the time, we don't like those who market scheme on us. It's so high. But they are those who make you better. So deliberately grow enemies. Dr. Samtan said, if you want to be a great man, deliberately allow yourself to be hurt. It, it is pain content that determines leadership enlargement the capacity. So you need to um, know how to work with people. You don't have to like me, but we can work together as brothers and sisters. I don't like the way you are, but I don't hate you too. But we can work as professionals. Everybody in the department cannot be friends. In fact, I'll tell you this. In department where the people are friends, the department will not grow beyond 20. Because when a new person comes, he becomes a misfit in a department that is either tribalized or for some reason, people belong to camps. So the department where people are independent thinking, where you can speak your mind without being victimized or without being grouped against, is the department that grows people. <laughs> you may get it with time. The department where everybody, any question, no question. Any contribution, no contribution. You will never grow in that environment. It's a zombie environment. The environment where somebody has said, I have a question. I don't truly agree what you have said. I think there's another concept like this. And humble leaders will say, I want to know that concept. And immediately after the meeting, they go and pursue the concept. That's how we get better. See, so don't befriend everybody. But you must be able to work with everybody. Then we say maturity. Uh, pursuing growth also means proper tongue and anger management. And you be if you want it's not everything you react to. These are all maturity. Otherwise, you'll be disgracing yourself. We said also emotional stability. You must be able to stay calm and hopeful no matter what is happening around you. And we said it also means the ability to persevere and endure under very austere conditions. And we said it also means waiting upon God till your time of honor comes. And we also said personal development means lifting up yourself from nothing to something. I've added three more definitions. I'll mention them and run on. It means holding on to your convictions in spite of opposition. Holding on to your convictions. Sometimes nobody believes in what you are saying, but you know it's the truth. It's maturity. What I'm saying is the gospel fact. Everybody's against it, but time will vindicate my position. Call it maturity. It also means that disliking sin and wickedness and evil. Baby Christians love sin. Mature Christians hate sin. Alright? So we said personal growth demands that you must continually work on yourself because you will either be a great asset for yourself or you'll be a liability. Then we said if you grow, it will show up in the way you run your life and every area of your life will be affected by the, your growth. And every area of your life will also be affected by your non-growth. Then we said you must grow every day. It is the greatest gift you can give yourself and your future. So we have some important reminders here. We say you won't see your full potential until you grow up. You won't see your prophecies or touch your prophecies until you grow up. You won't be a blessing much until you grow up. You will not, ent you will not be entrusted much or God will not entrust you delegate things until you grow up. We, it, it was time for us to remove a pastor in our church. So I was sent to go and remove the pastor. And then the DSM asked me, do you have anybody who can replace the pastor you are going to remove? So I scanned the church. Then a name jumped up, Dr. Anson. Dr. Anson is not the oldest brother in the church. But it was his name called Whispered. 
Because that door that is opened, it is him who has, because there's no partiality with God. God is not Akan. God is not Ga. God is not Eve. It is his name that came up because of all the brothers here, the one who can transit that type of church, capacity-wise, Dr. Anson. I'm telling you something. Opportunity came up in Saul's palace because the spirit of the Lord has left Saul and an evil spirit has entered. So they're looking for a mature person who can play in a palace. A woman showed up and said, I know a certain boy, a son of Jesse. Blah, 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 blah. So you see, so if you don't prepare and develop yourself, opportunity to sleep you by, you may think it's a witch, it's not a witch. Because God knows those who are prepared. Do you agree? Oh, you're angry, eh? No. All right. So God will not entrust you. Nothing will truly work well in your hands till you grow up. You cannot grow anything until you have first grown up. So I can give you a church, you will reduce it to your level. I can give you a department, you take it to your level. I can give you marriage, you take it to your level. Until you grow up, you can't grow anything. Because everything you handle will be at your level. If you like, let's privatize the presidency in Ghana. Let's go for maybe a Chinese president or okay, a Japanese president. And then let's go for a Singaporean parliament. I give it 10 years. They will move Ghana to first world. And then move Ghana's president to Singapore. And move Ghana's parliament to America. They will take that country to a third class country. Because you will always take anything in your hands to your level. Does it make sense? Okay. So that's why it's important you have to grow yourself. You cannot change anything until you have first changed yourself. You cannot influence anything until you have first been influenced. So you must be different to make a difference. But you cannot be different unless you have grown up. There's no great future for any man or woman who refuses to develop himself or herself. Please write this in that. There's no great future. Irrespective of a prophecy you receive. Because not every prophet even has a great future. So there's no great future for any man or woman who refuses to grow himself. So I said last week that personal development is developed daily. Not in a day. It's developed lady. Then I said, it is a gradual pro process and it comes instrumentally. How many of you have written it down? Personal development is a gradual process. It's like you are pouring water into a basket. It doesn't get full the same day. But anytime you add the water, it goes up gradually. It's a daily and it's an instrumental process. So we started by looking at how we can grow up. We said, number one, you must desire to grow. Sometimes when I listen to Dr. Tabel, the way he can take a scripture, hey, and say all manner of things about the scripture. Say, Sometimes when I sit down and I'm listening to Bishop TDJs, I just say, this man is not correct. And then he knows, and his minutes, the sermon's time is all calculated in his mind. He knows when to lay the foundation. And from 22 minutes, he knows when to get everybody standing. And he doesn't follow any note. It's all arranged. Oh, my goodness. And then Mr. Joel Osteen, he summons, I think, 23 minutes, some seconds. All his sermons, and they are memorized. So when you see Joel Osteen standing there, everything is memorized. And exactly 23rd minute, he is done with the sermon. See, so you have to desire to grow. Desire to grow. I've been trying to get Dana Hamilton to come and sing in our church. It's not been easy. It's not been easy. Manager in England, you were. My now I'm tired. 
Everybody can sing the Hamilton songs. But why is it that she is the one we want? Because there is something, a price he has paid that people are importing. Because nobody imports a cheap commodity. People import things that are valuable. So desire that you grow. Number two, we said determine which area of your life needs urgent work. Either it's your heart, your emotion. You must know where you are bleeding. And where you need bandage most, you have to work on it. Now we said set growth goals with deadlines. Then we said put in great effort. Then we said you must have a learning attitude. Look, if I open my phone to you, I am on Opera News. Every day I download about 20 articles from Opera News. Every day. Because people have done researches and they are writing. Every day. So there's no day I don't have something to read. There's no day I don't have something to read. Because the more you learn, the better you become. I'll say something. The more you learn, the more you don't look like where you come from. You miss something here. The more you learn, the better you become. The more you learn, the more you don't look like where you come from. So if I don't tell you I come from the forest, you will never know. When I tell people I'm attending a sandwich with electricity, they say, oh, are you sure? You are not in Achimota? You are not in Presec? I said, no, I was in Raura Secondary School. Then I went to continue at KJB Asato Secondary School. But until I tell you where I'm coming from, because I have made reading and learning a priority. So when I am speaking, until I tell you I come from the forest, you will never believe it. And yet our friends went to Achimota. But if you put the two of us here, I'll make more sense than them. All right? So you, you need to love learning. Then number six, you must be disciplined or self-controlled. Number seven, I'm moving from immediately, befriend growing people. Teach to befriend people you know can teach you something better and make you a better person. Choose it. Don't fall a victim of people. You cannot just come and befriend me for... No, 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 no. Decide I want to befriend this person because he has quality A, quality B, quality C, I don't have. And I think if I add these qualities to my quality, I'll be a better person. And just because we are in church doesn't mean everybody is serious. I so befriend everybody. Oh, boy, hey, I see Jesus come too. Hey. No, 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 no. Even in the church, there are vessels of honor, there are vessels of gold, there are vessels of silver, and there are vessels of dishonor. You have to open your eyes and see whose quality and character can make me stand out. Because there are people you befriend and they will scandalize you. <laughs> so choose to be around people going somewhere with their lives. Choose to be around people looking for great impact in this life. Choose to be around people who push you to be a better person. Somebody after finished talking, I said, no, the English you used was not too correct. You don't say, I didn't spoke to you. Do you know some people say, I didn't spoke? Or one guy says, someone, he will say, yes, you didn't spoke. They will repeat the same thing. Me too, I didn't spoke. So, but choose somebody who when your English is bad, you say, no, your language is not too good. And be a better person. So it should be around people who are wiser and better than you are. Don't hang around people who can, you can't see through. The most difficult person to be around are people who look dark. The Bible describes them as graves painted white. Have you gone to a cemetery where you see a very white grave? But break it and see there are skeletons inside. You meet people who come to each other dress, but you can't see through them. Don't be around people like this. And don't hang around people with questionable characters. Don't hang around people who are not serious with God. Don't hang around people who don't know what they are, they are clearly about in this life. Everything goes. 
Don't hang around time wasters, gossips, busybodies without resource, people blamers, people accusers, talkatives, maligners, or anybody that slows you down. Move away from them. Look, Psalm 1, 1 to 3 said, Blessed is the man who does not play around the counsel of the ungodly. That's what the Bible says. It says, Blessed is that man who walk not in the counsel or the advice of the ungodly, nor stand where sinners stand, nor befriend scornful people. That's what the Bible says. Blessed is that man. So the association you keep can either bless you or curse you. That's what it means. And then Proverbs 13, 20. Look at this scripture in the New Living Translation. He who walks with the wise shall be wise. It didn't say Christians. He walk with Christians. He who walk with the wise shall be wise. He said walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Very simple. Walk with the wise and become wise. Play around fools and then you get into trouble. And the people are getting into trouble because their friends are themselves troubles. So choose your friends carefully. I'm coming home gradually. I think here will not be too good. Number eight, date and court and marry people who are growing. Date, court, and marry people who are growing. You can be perpetually stuck in life if you are emotionally attached to the wrong person. You can be perpetually stuck. Your life will remain where you are if you are emotionally attached to the wrong person. Marriage is good, but it is only good and beneficial if you marry the right person who is growing or improving. Marriage is good, but it's only beneficial if you marry the right person who is growing and improving. So the Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing. I like the phrase, he who finds. It means he who picks. He who finds. The find them means there's a component of searching and looking before you discover. So he who discovers a wife discovers a good thing and then obtains favor from the Lord. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 22. So to find a partner, somebody said, I asked somebody, why did you marry the person? He said, that was the person that came. I said, there you go. Yeah. You are looking for a car to buy. Your money can afford a Land Cruiser. Then somebody tries a, a, a Lada. You know a Lada? Or Niva. Those Russian portmanteau cars. Then he said, Lada was what came. So I bought it. Does it make sense? No. So you must choose deliberately somebody who can improve you. If the person cannot improve you, keep the person as a friend. Don't go to the altar with the person. The Bible has said, one shall put a flight thousand. We call it kingdom mathematics. But two shall put a flight ten thousand. Two is better than one. Because when two lie together, they keep warm. When one falls, the other one will lift up the other. That's what the Bible says. So you cannot be in a relationship and not see improvement. It defies kingdom mathematics. One, is, one shall put a flight thousand. So why should two put a flight five hundred? I, I think you are not here. Okay. So if the choice is wrong, your life will go down. 
If you find something good, your life will go up. Many lives have been ruined because of wrong pairing. I was listening to a doctor Lamte. Was it last three, these three days today? Crying. Apparently, all the three children of his are not for him. I used to host a prophet some years here. I won't mention his name. He had three kids with a woman. One day they were in the house. A stranger came in and said, The children are my children. The prophet said, How? They went to do a DNA test, and all the three were for the man. Anytime the prophet went out to preach, the lady's boss came to the house and stayed there as long as the prophet was away. See? So if you marry the wrong person, you take your life back. And the people are in reverse gear. They are deceiving themselves, they are making progress, but you are going back. If you're married, you, this someone is not for you. You have made your choice. But for those who are not married, you must pray, you must think, you must consult wisdom, you must consult experience. Or Yaquil Lumela has said, the most important decision for any creature on earth is who to be with the rest of your life. So please take notice of this. So take your time and find the right person before you date and court and marry. Those who don't engage God and again wisdom in selecting partners, pay either in the form of divorce, in the form of retrogression, or they sorrow a lifetime. Have you met people who are crying every day? Because we are pastors, so things come to us both at church level, at the district level, at the area level. It's not easy. Where a pastor's wife decided, one sort of coming could be you. I had a friend who raised me up when I was in Sunday school. The wife decided to show him. He had his church here. He had Christ's embassy opposite the church. The wife moved from his church and was attending Christ's embassy. Until he, she tore the church down completely. Eventually, he has moved to Kasora from Kumase. Therefore, hmm. So, take your time. That's why I get amazed. How somebody can meet a man or a woman in three days. They say they want to marry. Hey, are you not scared? Me, they are here. But once Mr. Kelly brings you, I will do it. Because I want to officiate more weddings. But I won't go to the house with you. Mm -hmm. So take your time. Because marriage has taken people to the palace. It has also taken others to mental hospital. Marriage has cut people's lives short. Marriage has prolonged other people's lives. You want to grow? Fall in love with those growing. And go somewhere with their lives. Number nine, you need tenacity. Tenacity is a word that simply means determination and persistence. If you want to grow, you need tenacity. You need to be determined. You need to persist or persevere. You must not be the type who easily gives up or quit or get bored. You must be determined to grow up. You must be determined to mature. You must be determined not to give up improving. Look, my eyes have been hurting. But when I get home, I'm telling you, I also managed to turn the light in a certain direction. I still got two or three chapters read before I will sleep. Because the eye pain is temporal, but the knowledge acquired is for good. So I will not follow temporal pain and then deny myself a permanent blessing. Does it make sense? Good. So be determined that this year will be better. I have, I have a quotation here. I think I heard Brother Solo quote it once. And this afternoon I found the author. The person is called Henry Wasworth Longfellow, an American poet and educator. He says, The heights 
that great men reached and kept were not attained by a sudden flight. Said, but they, while their companions slept, were toiling upward in the night. Have we come across this phrase, this statement? The guy is an American poet and educator. He said, the heights that great men reached and kept were not attained by a sudden flight. But they, while their companions or friends slept or they were snoring, were toiling upward in the night. Nothing comes easily. So if you want to grow yourself and be a great public speaker and be a great preacher and be a great husband and be a great wife and be a great departmental leader, it will not come running around. No. And it will not come by prayer. Prayer has its place. It will come by committing yourself to mental development. So lazy, lazy people don't grow because they can't pay the price for growth. Complaining people can't grow because they can't pay the price for growth. Idle people can grow because they can't pay the price for growth. Fun loving and television watchers for hours cannot grow because they can't pay the price for growth. It's believed that really successful people watch television at most 30 minutes. After news, if they are into stock markets, they look for this financial business news, they turn it off. It is poor people who sit by their television. Have you watched people? When I came to live my uncle, my uncle earlier in Accra, she didn't have a television. But then we have Osof Dazi. Uh, what's the name of the other one who died there? Sakura Man. No, 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 no. Odi, Super Odi. Then Thursday, it was black and white, oh, the devil's box, that small type. We will queue in front of, oh, and queue, and then be squeezing our eyes to watch. And if you watch, almost everybody staying in that area in Labadi was doing that because poor people have a certain lifestyle that has made them poor. They said what successful people do habitually, poor people do erratically. So what successful people do every day? So you go to East Legon, that's the way they live. You go to Trasaco. When you go to all these poor areas, they do that erratically or they don't do at all. So they can watch episodes. Uh, I don't know what they are showing now. Part one, part two, part three. Mahama Airbus, part one, part two, part three. Huh? Which are the other news in Ghana now? Uh, excavators, part one, part two, part three. And people are interested. They can sit and watch excavator, part one, excavator, part two. Meanwhile, they are in the key also. Excavator, part three. Mahama Airbus, part one. Mahama Airbus, part two, part three. And the wealthy people don't waste their time watching this rubbish. Because you make money for them. See, so... You need to know, look, you have to define what you're looking for in this life. Please, it's important. You can choose to be an ordinary person. I read this man's book, Les Brown. And it blessed me. The rules of success. He says, greatness is a choice. Say, people choose to be great. Others choose to be ordinary. He said, we are not bequeathed greatness. See, so you need to know what you're doing to yourself. Watch television. The programs that add to you. I watch, want to watch Benarovle CTFM program. If they are discussing inflation, dynamics, deflation, because that's not my area, but I want to learn more about how well, economics and all the other things. But somebody is this nonsense. Why should I waste precious time watching somebody's foolishness? No, I don't have that time. 
Because you need to know what to do with your time. So those who are determined to grow, grow. And those who persist in their quest to grow, grow. Keep in mind that your growth today is a sure prediction of your future. Write it down, please. Your growth today is a sure prediction of your future. Number 10, always listening to growth-driven preachers and preaching and love to watch growth-driven programs. When, you see, the one that just made a comment, I'm now understanding it. He said, pastors, stop looking for sermons to read. Go for the real meat. I didn't understand it. What is this man talking about? Then I discovered that, okay, so assuming I take, assuming I write a book, and you take maybe Jim Rome's book, or Les Brown's book, or this is my friend in, in Canada, Robin Sharma's book. Mine is a sermon. The sermon is almost a fruit of a root. But the stuff in Les Brown's book is the root that can produce a sermon. You understand it? Yeah. So pastors, stop looking for just sermons to read. Go for the real stuff. You see? So you need to decide to listen to certain people. I decide some people I learn to listen to them. I listen to Kweku Bakun. I listen to Kwesi Pratt. I listen to a lawyer Ernest Abochi. I listen to the Joy FM lawyer who hosts the Saturday program. What's the name? Anyenene or Ayalale or whatever they call him. I listen to him. Because they help me to see, I listen to Christian Pratt and Kukubaku because of the way they develop arguments. I am a speaker, so I have to learn how to develop. So I listen to them. I listen to the Chidi Jakes because this is a phenomenal speaker. I listen to the American president, of course, I used to listen to Obama. This man there, I pray for him. Um, the one in Britain, I used to listen to Tony Blair and David Cameron. They were very good. Even the woman who left, what's the name? The lady who left before this guy came. Theresa May. I like the way she carry herself. I used to listen. But these guys, these ones, uh, they don't seem to fit into what I'm looking for. But because I know it was going to put them there, I pray for them. I listen to Nana Kufuado. If you give him a case, he handles it very well. I used to listen to Chachuchi Kata. I listen to Alberto Kran. There must be people you're listening to. Because they make English so sweet. I don't know how I can put it. Or oh, Osra Osu. Is that the know that woman? The minister for communications. Listen to her. And how she handles English. See, she, look, nothing comes easily. There must be something you want to become towards some people. Nothing comes easily. So I listen to them. You know, you have to have people you listen to because by the time you go home, you say, Yebra de Makajiru, Buame. So there are programs you want to watch. When Dr. Thomas Moreau came, I paid money to, where, to go. When the Dr. John Maxwell came, it was so expensive. I couldn't pay. It was $1,000, I think, last year. So I couldn't go. But it was good. I went to Dr. Thomas Moreau's program. That's when he started talking about the fact that, look at me. What would have brought Mars Moreau from Bahamas to Ghana? He said, everybody, you are like a tree. Produce the right fruit, and people will import you. And that's what I picked. He said, anywhere you are planted, whether it's on forest, determined to produce the live fruits. He said, I was brought here because I have bound the live fruits and people want to eat it. That's what has kept me until she came to here. 
You see? Because if you can work myself more and build up more, people begin to import because when you are ripe, your geography does not matter. It is your content, not your location that matters. So be interested in your content more than even your location. Grow a good content. Grow a good content. Very, very important. You see, so watch some programs because they make you better. Choose what you want to listen to. Choose who you want to listen to. There are concerned radio stations in this country. I, was re I read a research in the U.S. In a state where there was a particular radio that was anti-government. And there is, it was a professor who did the research. They went to the community to interview the anger level, the behavior of the people. And then they said within three months, the people within the state began to behave like the tone of the radio station. Then they concluded that be careful what to open your spirit to. Do you know if you listen to Omar FM every day, you will never like NDC. And do you also know if you open your radio to Mugabe, Power FM, you will never like MPP. Are you in church at all? Yeah, because of the philosophy of these radio stations, everything Akufuado is bad. And when you go to Oman, everything about Mahama is Airbus. And that's what they do. So if you open your spirit to these poisonous radio stations, by the time you realize, you begin to attack people you should not attack. You begin to dislike people you don't want to dislike. You begin to criticize. It's like you befriend somebody in the church who doesn't like Pastor Nyako. Did you see Pastor's dressing today? And of all the things Pastor has said, did you see, did you see what? And normally, negative people pick comments, mix them, and twist them, and poison people. So no matter what I say that will bless other people, for you, it's toxic. Because you have listened to a poisoner who has succeeded in programming you against the source of your life, the stream you drink from. That is why it is wisdom not to befriend pastor's enemies. I will never befriend anybody who doesn't like the good topic. I will never. Because what will Lucifer tell about God to who? And if you want advice about God, is it Lucifer you will consult? Yeah. You know this person doesn't like your pastor. Why do you want to go and talk to him about pastor? It's because of what you are looking for. Because there's even a person who is that what they can say? If you want to see what is beneath a dead man's eyes, go open it. So there are some things you don't want to know. There are some things you don't want to watch because they will program you against what must bless you. Have I made sense? So these days, don't leave your television. Look, I know people. The television is turned on at 7. It's Jesus said it's the 12. And because you are 7 now, I'm here. Television is on. Everybody come to sit. And they watch you from 7.30 till when? When do they close now? What time do the television station close? God bless our homeland, Ghana. And that's the amount of time, sir. It's even after 12. And they have been watching for five hours. Whether the program benefits them more, it doesn't benefit them more. Look, I support Tottenham Hospital because of Jose Moreno. Now, do you know what I do? When they are playing, I don't want to watch. Because I, <laughs> I'm tired of being hurt. So I'll be, I won't watch. I'll be following it to see if the goals are better, then I turn it on. Because, Papa, you need to and you are worrying your spirit and I feel my spirit is being worried. So me, I waste my time. So I look at it, eh? Like they were, Man City. I didn't watch until I saw one goal. I said, eh. <laughs> I won't watch head. 
and hurt myself for nothing. <laughs> All right, uh, let's come to, I think last but one, prayer, fasting, aggressive word study, aggressive evangelism. I want to focus this on how to grow spiritually. If you want to grow spiritually, you must be addicted to prayer. You must be addicted to fasting. At least every week, there must be a day you don't fast. And normally, it should be on the day you were born. It should be the day you were born. You must be addicted to the fear of God. Fear. We sin, but don't love sinning. Does it make sense? We sin, but don't love sinning. So fear God. You have to be addicted to it. You must be addicted to faith move, faith walk. Faith walk. Never keep your sword under your bed. Don't hide your faith. Every week, exercise it. Every week, you are not well. Place your hand on your head. Father, my head, I declare you out in the name. Every day, work it out. Work it out. Every day. Every day. Every day. You are going to work. You don't have money. You are coming to church. You don't have money. So come. Come. Pastor, Father, today, you know, I can't to church without money. I don't even know how I'm going to go back. Please, can you surprise me with a miracle? So, bam. Someone gives you money. Your faith moves from where it was to another level. That's how we grow it. Sometimes it works. Most times it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. And God teaches you to know the difference between trust and faith. So sometimes he will not answer the prayer to see whether you still trust him. Does it make sense? Oh, I prayed. I prayed. I prayed. But God did not do it. But he's still God. You have passed that test. Because he being God is not dependent on whether he answers your prayer or not. He was God before you were born. Whether your needs are met or not, he's still God. Does it make sense? Alright, so exercise your faith every day. Learn how to talk to somebody about Jesus. One of the reasons why we are not growing in church today because people sit in church. They don't even know who Jesus is. What Jesus came to do for them, they have no idea. So they can't share him. But the power of God actually moves on movement. Can you say that? The power of God, that's what? Moves on what? So those who keep moving are those who see God's power, not those who sit. So if you want to know whether God's power is real, go out there. You go to visit somebody and say, Pastor, this is my stomach. Oh, it's so difficult for me. I say, Madam, are you sure? I say, can we pray together? Father, you have said that we should lay hands on the sick. And this sign shall follow those who believe in my name. I declare my sister is well. Then the sister calls and says, Oh, I see. So this thing that the Bible has said, this sign shall follow those who believe is true. Eh? So you have now moved from being something that was real to the early apostles to being real in your life. Now, if you're here, you've never prayed for anybody. You have never asked for anybody. For some, the only reason Jesus died, so they will marry. Yeah. Yeah. That is the only reason why they are alive. If you are that oh, you are more but too much. Too much. You are the most miserable person on the planet. If the only reason why you come to church is to find love. It's elementary. You see? So you need to go out there, pray to somebody. There are Saturdays, you tell yourself, I want to go to town. I have not been seeing a certain sister in church. I'll tell you something God has taught me. 
So Samuel, as long as money is not leaving your hands, money will not leave my hands. Please write this in down. He said, if money does not leave your hands, money will not leave my hands. Do you understand it? That's what God tells me. If my money does not leave my hands, his money in his hands will not leave his hands. Does it make sense? So if you're here, the whole year won't you be aware of that. The whole year won't you be aware of that. That's how it is. So God must be worked. God's word must be proved. Work it. For what that be called, she will be she will be sure. She will be baby. No, I can't tell us when you shrau. Once he says onyami shrau, he opens the door for onyami shira. But you don't go to talk to anybody. You have never encouraged anybody. So the day you are sick, nobody comes to encourage because you have never gone to encourage anybody. Who should encourage you? Because you must report you so. Are we in church? So if you want to grow up, some Saturdays, go out there. I want to, today, I just feel like talking to some Christian brothers and sisters. Hey, go out. Oh, today I came around. I don't have enough doing. I want to just come around to see how you are doing. Maybe you have some 100 cities in your pocket. You see, today, there was a test I passed. I was enough in brother Pierre came to tell me, somebody has come that, what did the, woman, the person say? He said the wife needs blood. So he needs transport. So I asked, does the person come to church? He said no. So I said, go and ask whether the person goes. So when he was going, my spirit started scanning God. Should I give this money out? Because I'm also learning to know that witches also come for money and use it against you. Yeah. So I had, I think, 200 plus the change you had brought. Then the Lord says, give him 100 cities. I never said the person, so I took 50-52 and gave it to a pair that I don't know this person, but give it to the person. Because wherever the person was going, in Accra, he doesn't need 100. Somebody would have said, Faten Komano. Because there are some people, anytime they want to give, they give their worst. So they never get God's best. You cannot be a sower of worst and expect best. So he left. So I was here when Bradley came and said, Mr. and Mrs. Annan said they want to see me. Normally, Tuesdays, I don't see people. I said, let them come. So, Mr. Annan and wife came to me and said, when they were going, said, we brought you an envelope. From a source I never expected. And when I opened it, it was 500. You see? But I gave out 100 cities. And God promised. So, if you, are, you see, Christianity is not a religion. It's practical. And ICGC, one of our key major thing is practical Christianity. That's why we don't preach woo things. Me, do I don't preach those things. I was praying and I saw an angel wearing red. I was praying and I saw an angel with tapulin in the neck. I was praying and I saw an angel pounding fufu. I, we don't preach those things. Yeah. We don't preach those things. Because it doesn't, it doesn't pay my bills. It will not make a way for me. We preach practical truth. Go to school, get a certificate, get a better job. I've met pastors who tell people, Oh, what are you talking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, the man who was telling me in England, Ziggy, he had been there for 12 years. And he was doing a menial job, his wife and two children. Any money I will make, I'll go to a bookshop in central London and pick a book. 
Then one day after two, I said, ah, Jacob, are you not disgracing us? Say, we are here, we are British. And our pastor has told us that if we can pray, doors will open. And then you are from Ghana, and every book money you make, you go and buy a book. So I said, I'll tell you something. Go and go back to the university in England and see whether within four years your story will not change. And the man dared me. 2002, he enrolled in South Bank University and finished. When he came to Ghana 2007, he said, Pastor do you know I took your word and went back to school? And as soon as I finished the university, I got a better job. So government moved us from the council flat to four-bedroom apartment. Then I said, it's not every church you attend. You can sit here and pray. Look, this God has said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. When they are advertising for a job, it's not hours of tongue. It is stipulated. Sima, master's degree. I've not seen it where they have said 40 hours of prayer. 20 hours of holiness. No. And people have deceived people. Their churches go. You see, if you leave your members and they don't educate, they will kill you the pastor. They must have to give you. If you don't push them to study and become prominent people, your wife will leave you. See? So prayer is good. But prayer must run on the wheels of responsibility. Every proper prayer prayed must be followed by a proper action. I'm praying for a job, so I have a proper certificate. That's what Sunday I said. There are people in this church who are pretending to be working. And someone is also pretending. Now, if you are sitting here, and your salary is 400 cities a month, you are acting like a worker, but you are not working. Because 400 cities cannot guarantee you a good future. How much do you contribute to social security? So after 60 years, they retire you. And sometimes, end of month, they give you 80 cities. You see? So whilst you are praying... Get something God can bless. You don't have to go back to the university, but run a business that is equivalent to a degree holder working. And the park is a bumper. Hey, 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 Forgive me a narrow mind, it gives you a narrow mind blessing. Forgive me an expanded mind, it gives you, we call it capacity. What did I say? Capacity. So, you must be addicted to prayer, you must work, you must think, you must write. Everybody must have a journal. There's a little book I picked by Dr. this guy called Sam Adeyemi. It said the world is ruled by ideas. That's the book. It's very, very small book like this. It said the whole world. He said, those with the ideas are those who are ruling the world. Then he advised. He said, every human being should keep a journal by him every day, not a diary. He said, the journal is when you are there, an idea drops, you write it. Because the ideas don't return again. So an idea drops, you write it. You are there, something cross your mind, you write it. He said, everybody who is great has become great by what they wrote down. Every day, with phone, a phone, what posa phone? Every day, who phone? Every day, who phone? Who posa phone? Every day, take one minute day. Now, who posa phone? Every day, minute day. Ah, one case, who posa phone? Every day, on your day. 
Every day you go to WhatsApp. Every day you are on gossip. You are chatting with everything. Anything can chat you. You are signing contract with poverty. See? So learn, keep a journal. Everybody get a journal. Of this thing someone gave me in the church, what they call John Maxwell's daily planner. You need something called daily planner or a journal. So an idea comes. Sometimes in the night, God gives you an idea. A lady was telling me she was praying in the village. Father, what can I do and sell? Then in the night, he saw somebody was showing a pepper farm. Pepper. Plenty. I said, ah, pepper farm. I've never thought about it too. So she wrote it down in Ewe. The dream came in Ewe because she's not an English person. She wrote it down. Then the Lord told her, plant or sow the pepper. I'll open a market for you at Hohoe. And the lady obeyed. That year, when he started swimming, after three years, he had a big pepper farm. Then someone also sprang up in Hohoe, buying dry pepper. You know, when they, they, they plant it, they boil it. And that's how she made her money. God can never be wrong. Because he doesn't live in the economy you live in. See? So you learn how to write things down. Learn how to write things down. Learn it. See? I was telling Pastor Stone Church, my time is up. The day Panana Kufuado won the elections. That day I was running home. Nana he, nana he, nana he, nana ba e ba e ba. Hey! Chubi. So I started looking at few. I could make three or four of them out. So when Nana started announcing his ministers, I wanted to see whether nana e ba e ba e ba e ba. They screamed, but they didn't have the paper backing the screaming. I'll tell you this. Have a paper backing your prayer. Or have a skill Back in your prayer. Pray without a paper. Pray without a skill. It's a waste of time. Now, neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Minister for energy. Hey. Minister for petroleum. Nana's government is the biggest on earth now. And all the cheap little boys are neighbor. Now God post. Because God has not blessed screaming. He's doing shout. Give the Lord a shout. We all do it. But he doesn't deliver a job. Mm. Be balanced. Be balanced. Be balanced. Be balanced. So I've said, learn how to pray. Learn how to fast. Learn how to fear God. Learn how to exercise your faith. Learn how to evangelize. Learn how to pray for people. Every day do this every week. Pray and fast in one hour. It's believed that after prayer, lie down quietly. So what is next, God? That's why you don't go to God with a prayer list. Because when he answers, which one is he answering? When I was young, that's one of the things my pastor taught me that he didn't help us. We go with 20 lists. And God, my school too. After my school, I love Mary. Tell me something about Mary. After that, point three. You, the one praying, you are confused. So when God comes answering, what is he answering? And that's why it's one thing at a time. One thing at a time. You know? And that's how we do it. So I'll end by saying, number 12, determine not to end where you are currently. Do everything you can to move your life forward. 
I've always loved this, our lepers friends. Where many Bible historians have said it was Gehazi and his sons. They were cursed. Elisha cursed them. That made the leprosy of Naaman fall on you and your descendants. And it happened to them. And yet the lepers sat at the gate of the city. Why should we sit in our state and die here? Why should we die where our boyfriends left us? Why should we die where our parents drop us? Remember me and family and co-school. So no, let's get up. Let's go to the camp of the enemy. If they die, we shall only die. If we sit here, we shall die. That's what they said. He said, anywhere we are there to meet us. So let's go after death. Look at their wisdom. So let's sit here. If we sit here, we will die. If we go there, we will die. Let's go there. Because per adventure, God makes a way for us. And look at it. It was a thought among lepers. Not when they were sitting and discussing it, God was paying attention. And then they took a step. Then the Bible said, God magnified the step of the lepers like the step of an army. But the decision to change their state came from them. How long will you complain in Ubiya? And people are now singing in Ubiya. Are you showing Ubiya? People have come to lie to me in this church. When they need, oh, there's some things you can't say. You see family members showing up. Pastor, we don't have anybody. You. But when they are going to marry, drink collectors up here. <laughs> what do you mean by you know, Bia? Everybody has somebody because no human being draw from the skies. Pastor, I don't have anybody. Pastor, I want to start a business. I don't have anybody. But the hair on your head was done with money. Uh -huh. It could have started something. Pastor, I don't have anybody. And yet you have a girlfriend. Everywhere you give a hundred CDs. Listen, God has never dropped capital from the skies. Talk to any business person. He doesn't do that. He gives you the idea. If you believe in the idea, it will produce money. So you believe in the idea, you take a step on the idea, then he touches somebody, support him. And he always starts insignificantly. This story me new beer, medium new beer. Now I don't believe it all. Hey! What are you talking about, me new beer? Are you sure? Hey! People have stuck at one place. I don't have anybody. Every year, I don't have anybody. From 2010, I don't have anybody. We are now 2020. 10 years wasted. And they say, I'm ready. And he said, I'm ready. So God is sitting here. But God, I'm waiting on you. He said, Me too, I'm waiting on you. God, I'm waiting on you. He said, Me too, I'm waiting on you. You will sit down there until you hear truth. Then you take a step. The moment you take a step, God takes a step. The moment you start, He starts. That's how God has always been. Jesus, if it is you, bid me to come. He said, come. And Peter forgot it was water there. He stepped on it. And he started walking on the water because in his mind it was land. Until he took his eyes and saw, hey, you're not also? That's when he started sinking. Take your destiny into your hands. I'm concluding. I'll tell you this. There are human beings who have never been to church. 
But they stood up and said, we can't be poor. And they are not poor. Yeah. To be honest, the primary role of the church is to pray for heaven. That's the role. Salvation. How you can make heaven. Let's watch ICGC. We even teach you how you can succeed on earth. Before heaven. Collapse your excuses. So what? But who says Oma Musica? Is he your slave? Those things don't bring you to me. Is he your father? Is he your father? Are you amputated? Are your hands shortened? Have your legs been cut? And then people see there and blame innocent, innocent man. And blame on Shemi. Now can hold your now and then now we are now. Papa now man can then and then now you can go here from Musa. There's someone who wastes his time praying. Pour oil on air. You bump eye. When you're making chicken. Me from there. When you're making sanino. When you're making sanino. And people hide and they are lazy. I saw an Indian. Oh, I wept. She walks at his back. Carrying blocks here. Crawling on the ground. And you have two eyes. Two hands. You have a buttocks. You have breasts. You have legs. And you are sitting down. That someone should come and take care of you. What are you talking? Such prayer God has not answered. So take your destiny to your own hands and look at the future you want and create it. I want a good future. Define what the word good is for you and go at it. You, you cannot stop people from advising you, but it's not every advice you work with. As long as an advice is at variance with where you are going, you rubbish it. Unless it is in sync with your convictions. Stand to your feet.